When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I love Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. Justin and John here, and maybe some reasons for optimism after lots of reasons for negativity, I guess. But uh, things seem to be getting back on track, eh, John? I think so. I think, you know, look, I'm still going to be have some healthy skepticism on this. Um Unfortunately, we've seen, we've seen a lot over the last, let's say year, calendar year, but end of two seasons ago and last season entirely. And then the first, let's say five, six games of this year where, um, the inconsistency, the good game after bad game, bad game after good game, uh, the inability to kind of commit to a style and the inability to kind of lean on what you're good at and, or what you should be good at, I should say, and to lean on it and to work it and to work it and to put it into something that you can rely upon night after night. And we just saw that over and over and over. And when I think speaking on behalf of those who were pretty frustrated, I think, you know, we had good reason to be frustrated and skeptical because, you know, we'd seen, you know, really almost two seasons, uh, in a way, not really, not two full seasons of, of, you know, some pretty uninspiring lack of, um, direction. And so to see these last four or five games, there is, I think, some, some glimmers of hope here and the idea that maybe there is a team here with a style and, and a play um a motivative style of play that they can build upon and can work night after night against all types of opponents good opponents bad opponents um you know they can be a team that you can rely to rely upon in some way so that's the hope <laughs> i'm still not there yet but i'm but i'm i'm getting closer i'll tell you i think the uh it's the defensive effort that has started to move it around even though it's the offense that I still feel like felt like was really congested. Um, 
the the difference maker has been defense and it has created opportunities it's created transition opportunities um it's just and and even you know rebounding if you look at this game that we just finished watching before we were recording now against the Toronto Raptors by the way the first win at home after 11 games for Ikes um but just the the rebounding there i mean Jason Tatum almost you know flirting almost getting the triple double and then Robert Williams with just tremendous amount of offensive boards. This is the thing I wanted to ask you as I was watching that game uh, and and watching Robert Williams, especially on the offensive glass, but there's so much about him that kind of reminds me of Dennis Rodman. You know, can't really shoot, you know, out on the floor. You know, he's different. I'm not saying he's the same, but, you know, I feel like his rebounding is athleticism and positioning and not, and and not positioning like boxing out necessarily, right? Like strength rebounds. Um, and I think that's the kind of the correlation I'm making. Not that Dennis Rodman wasn't strong because he was freaking strong, but, but he still wasn't a back to the basket, you know, put the butt out there and bump somebody off to box out for the rebound kind of guy. He was a fly in, get the rebound. Like, Hey, where the hell did he come from? You know, timing of when the ball comes off the rim. That's kind of the similarities that I see there. I wonder what we've talked a lot about is his upside. And a lot of times when we've talked about Robert Williams, we've talked more about the playmaking, like a guy like that's where him and Dennis Rodman are different, I think. But um, when you look at the playmaking, we're like, man, that guy can pass for a big and dot, 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 dot. But we, I don't know that we've ever really talked about you know, the ceiling for him as a rebounder, even though we know it's in his, like, we know it's there, but do you think he's somebody that, you know, we're going to see at some point during his career, if he's healthy, and that's always going to be the asterisk that we're always going to do with that. If he's healthy, do you think he's a guy we could see averaging like really high numbers and rebounds, like 13 a game in a season? Do you think he can get up there at some point? Average. I I, I don't know. I don't know that he's, I mean, so much of what he does, it seems like anything consistently from him is really hard to peg at this point, right? I mean, I think this is probably the healthiest stretch he's ever had in his career. Yeah, the first <laughs> man. You know, I was thinking that same thing too. Eleven really? we got, games. We got ten games. Eleven games. What? Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to do, right? It's hard to be like, oh yeah, this is what he could be, because it's like, I, I don't think. I think we see him play in short stints. I think we see. You know, like you said, a style of play, right? That, that's been successful for him. Um, possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's possible he could be that guy. I think because it the, stunts his development and his ability to be consistent, not being consistently on the floor. Right. And that's why I'm saying like, if you, if he, if he gets the health and, and he's able to continue to grow his game and he's able to get consistent like that, I just wonder, cause I, I think 13 boards a game. You know, something he could do, but it's not something you would think of just because of his makeup and the way he rebounds necessarily. And that, that's kind of why I propose that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's possible. It's, it's highly possible. I don't know if anyone averages that Downer. number anymore, you know, like that's, right. it's just, it's kind of, um, the way the style of the game is, it's hard to see, but, um, he, I think that. He's, I mean, certainly double digits, I think is within range for him. And I think that it's a question of, of trying to figure out who you are for 82 games, right? Or 
let's say a reasonable approximate 70, 72 games, right? Miss, miss 10, miss every few, but you know, but like play the vast majority of the games. How, what type of player is he when you get through that? And, um, you know, we're looking at Al Horford right now who sat out effectively most of last year and looks amazing, right? For the first time. I mean, he looks like he's in his twenties. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, I mean, right now <laughs> the time Lord is, has the benefit of that, right? He has the benefit of kind of not having that kind of constant wear on his body of playing 82 games. Um, but, but and I know that's not to say that Horford has that in him right now, but you understand the point is that no one is going to look as good who plays consistently and, and as often and as hard as someone who's, you know, yes, they're injured, but they're only playing half the games or something. So it, it's, it's hard to figure out what, what his ceiling is still at this point. It's just, but that's why I'm removing the health thing. I'm saying if you remove the health thing, he plays 82 games at around 30 minutes to 32 minutes a night. If he can achieve that kind of conditioning and health, I, I think he could, I think he could be a real standout rebounder in the league. And I, and I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive rebounds. Everything you said about the style of the game, I'm a hundred percent on with you, but especially for Celtics teams that are so streaky with the shooting, you know, you can see him racking up offensive rebounds, even though I know they got to get back on D, you know, a lot of that stuff is timing when the ball is coming off the rim and they're not even transitioning yet. And that's where he gets a lot of that work done. That's why I'm kind of thinking it's like, to your point, you know, Andre Drummond's a great rebounder. He's kind of an old school, classic, big rebounding guy. And it works for him, but there's just not that many players in the league like that anymore, period. And there's not that many players in the league that are even that strong at that position, size-wise, like just girth, you know, the Shaquille O'Neal build. You know, there's just not there's just not a lot of them out there. And um I think that the the ones that are gonna be standout rebounders in, in as we move, you know, kind of in through this era that we're in, I don't know we're moving out of it, but we're we're well into this era of smaller ball switchability, you know, athleticism instead of back to the basket grunt work in the paint. Um, I I kind of see guys like him who can sneak up there and get that tip in or grab that rebound and go right back up with it quick and slam it down. I think I think he could seriously get you know, six re offensive rebounds on his way many nights and then have some of these really big rebounding nights down the line. And, and the Celtic shooting is going to help him out. So I guess if we went out and had all kinds of awesome shooters who are always draining shots that that would take that really away from him. But at least for now, that's not the case here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and just to give you a sense of who's leading the league right now, it's, Gobert, Valanchunas, Jokic, Nurkic, Giannis, Christian Wood, Adebayo, Jared Allen, Drummond, Anthony Davis, Clint Capella. I mean, legit big men, big men, right? Right. So not even just like they play the center position. I mean, Rob Williams is a but six some of them can pass. You know, slender. you like Jokic, Nurkic, like some of those guys. Yeah, that but big, that's not still a play rebounding. Them. I'm just saying they still play yeah. the modern game. That's what. I'm, that's why. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Andre Drummond. You know, doesn't really play the modern game, but a lot of those like Gobert can't shoot, 
mm-hmm. you know, but he's rangy the way the modern game is. Sure, sure, so sure. That's good. But so what, what's the leader? What's the, what's the Colbert top? Colbert has 15.9 right now. Yeah. Uh, then Valanciunas 13.9, Jokic 13.6, Nurkic 12, Giannis 11.8. Um, you know, it's still early. And so, you know, you can, you know, some of the, I don't think, We'll see Gobert around 16 rebounds a game. Percentage shooting percentages are down all across the league right now. Will right. that continue? Eh, maybe not. Um, but you know, I think I think the bigger question to me about about Rob is, you know, he he has a game like tonight where he's kind of everywhere, and I think that that's indicative of of kind of a team wide um, energy boost that this team needed, right? I mean, that's that's the big story to me of this of this stretch is that they finally figured out that if they play with energy and they get in people's faces defensively, they can be pretty good. They can win a lot of games. You know, I mean, I'd say that fourth quarter against, against the Raptors, they weren't, you know, the most fluid offensive team. You could tell they were missing Jalen Brown by a, by a, by a big stretch to me, but, defensively they were moving. I mean, they were really making, creating havoc, creating turnovers, getting easy buckets in transition. Uh, you know, there wasn't that kind of malaise that we saw in the first five, six games of the season. Yeah, just where crisper. Just, they just crisper. They weren't moving. Like there was just kind of a, well, I guess like, and, and that's the stuff we saw last year too. That defensive intensity that was just dog. It was, it was awful. They're dogging it out there. And, and that's the thing that we've seen. You know, I think, that, you know, you fly a little bit faster sometimes versus others, but I thought that was the biggest difference against a team that had, had waxed them on the home floor, what, two weeks ago. And they come out and they just, you know, look, we're not going to give up our effort. And, and like I said, offensively, they weren't blowing them out, but they, they always kept that intensity. And I thought that to me is, that's the mark of a team that might be able to figure itself out. Um, and if they can rely on that, then you can work on the offensive end and maybe figure out how to get some points scored. Mm. So uh, as we kind of transition through that defensive effort, and I know the question mark is consistency, and that's kind of what you were just laying on on Rob as well. Exactly. Um, you know, but who are some of the performers that kind of has stood out to you maybe over the last week. I mean, there haven't actually been that many games because yeah. big break after the Dallas loss, which was crazy last minute shot yet again. But, uh, nobody played bad defense on that. I, it's just what it is, you know, yeah. but it's a frustrating loss. It would have been a statement game. They'd be six and five instead of five and six right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, over those last few games, going back to the game before that, like, who do you think are the consistent performers on this squad from a defensive effort standpoint? You know, and obviously Horford kind of leads the way on that one. If you're looking at game by game, I mean, the blocks that he's had just even throughout the entire season defensively, he's, he's amazing, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe some of the periphery players, you know, not really like, let's not talk about Brown and Tatum and yeah. Horford. You can put, well, I, I think smarts on the table with this one because he's been inconsistent at times with his defensive effort leading back to last mm-hmm. year. So mm-hmm. we can leave smart on the table. Who are the, 
who are the consistent defenders on this I, roster over the last week or so? I thought Josh Richardson really gave yeah. a good boost against Dallas and tonight. I thought and, he was yeah. a, he was a core piece. He was a reliable piece. He was giving effort on both ends. He's getting to the line. He's getting to the rim. He's just adding exactly what they need right now. Yeah. And, and I'm all for saying we need to play Aaron Neesmith Smith more. I, I totally get that. I'm on that train. Um, did have a great game against Dallas, had a great game before that against, let's see, who was the, the, the game before Dallas? Uh, it was the Orlando, against, uh, my, no, Miami, uh, Miami, Miami, yeah. a nice game against Miami, which was a really important win, I think for the team. Um, but followed up with kind of a, not so that was a confidence booster. Dallas. That sure. Miami game was a confidence booster yep. for sure. They needed that, 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 that the Orlando was sort of like, you know, Orlando's you know, whatever it's Orlando, but Miami that gave them a little bit of a of a statement. It would have been awesome to be three and zero on the road, though. Had they followed up Miami with a win against Dallas, yeah, that would have been just like boom. Everybody'd be talking completely different right now. We wouldn't be saying let's see. We'd be like, ah, oh, they finally got it fixed. It'd be a hundred percent. I and and I would say too. I mean, this is. Like they've been saying five or six games. I think this is the fourth game. So <laughs> I think it started yeah. in the Orlando game. I think that it, 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 it really manifested itself in the, in the, uh, the Miami game. I thought that really showed them coming to play. Um, and then, and then of course Dallas was a loss, but it wasn't, they didn't lose that game because they didn't do what they had to do and what they've, what they needed to lean upon. They lost that game because. You know, Smart should have gotten the call on the free on the foul on Porzingis, and then he he totally screwed up the you know the foul situation. Uh, but and then tonight, you know, you, and yeah, again, Toronto's not a good team. They're they're not a great team. They're you know they're at best a middling team with Siakam coming back. But the effort was there. It was the effort against Dallas. The effort they showed in parts against against uh, Orlando. I mean, those that in Miami. And so now you've got four games where you've got something to build off of. And so now, now you go to Milwaukee Friday and then it's like, okay, now we, let's show five games, right? Can we do this consistently? Win or lose. <laughs> that's the right. thing. I mean, I think that's the, that's the point of this is like win or lose, play the way that you're supposed to play. And the thing is that if you do that, and you you're going to win more it, games than you lose and you're going to gain momentum. Yeah, right. for sure. Right. That's the thing that's been frustrating, I think, for all of us, right? Is that <laughs> that's the Patriot way. <laughs> that's what Belichick's been preaching for all these right. years, right? That's what if Brad you, Stevens did until last yeah. year. No, that's true. It's true. For whatever reason, last year didn't work, but until last year, the Kyrie year, that was, you know, its own thing too. Um, but apart from that, that's just, they were, they relied on things. They did, they, you know, they were good against defending the three point arc. They were, you know, they were always winning those second nights of back to backs on the road. Um, you know, they were doing the things, the tough things. They were doing the mentally tough things. And it's been a long time since we've seen the Celtics team do the mentally tough things. Basically since OG and OB hit that three pointer with oh, point, point right. two. Ever since then, this team has been broken. <laughs> and this is time to fix it. <laughs> Unbreak it. Unbreakable. Unbreak it. Yeah. 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 
All right, well, yeah. I don't know what the odds are on that, but we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, it's our favorite promo code. Just use it, CLNS. 50 and you'll get your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. I love my ad read voice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you drone out when I do the ad read. You like shake your head, but you're like, I'm having a sip of my water or my juice. You know, like <laughs> at least just I shocked chilling. you out of it. You're back. Just, you're I'm back. Just well, have your attention again. I'm just chilling, you know? That's my break. That's my time to kind of uh, zone out a little bit. Right. <laughs> you should try one. You should try one of these ad reads. I'm doing them all the time. I know. Well, I feel like that's. It'd be fun. Why don't you do it right now? I don't. Let's want have to. some fun on the show. No. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no. Come on. I don't have it. I don't have it up. I don't have the whole thing up. Uh, can I share my screen? We're recording in Zoom, right? Oh, I could. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll share my screen. I don't. You I have, I think I enable me. Enable me. Yeah. Okay. You're enabled. All right. Here we go. <laughs> this, this will be so much fun. <laughs> This is Can ridiculous. You, oh, oh, it's okay. great, dude. Let's just, let's do something crazy. All right, me, here we go. Do you want me to do like announcer voice? Do you want me to do like really? Yeah, like just, on? just, just however you want to do it. I don't care if you I'm do gonna, it. I'm going to, I'm going to do this morning zoo, morning zoo radio here. All, All right. right. So hold on, hold on. I do think though that online, you know, we, we got to get double the ad revenue. Oh, we should get double. Absolutely. There's, there's no way anybody else's ad read is getting more attention this week Absolutely than not. ours with the double no. up. Absolutely not. Celtics beat, they talk forever on what the different things are, but like honestly, they're not going to hear double, double the ad reads. I mean, this is, you're welcome, bet online. Yeah, you're well. All right. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> I got to bring it? energy here. Here we go. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. <laughs> so, keep going, sorry, keep going. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing officer offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Dude, I love it. Guaranteed, I, I just we lost. hear about this from I just the lost. listeners on Twitter. Guaranteed. So, yeah, they hit stop. At, 
they stopped. They're like, no. At CSL underscore Duke. <laughs> at CSL underscore Tweet Live. At CSL oh, underscore Justin. I definitely. Well done, John. Well done. I don't know. I think, I think you, I think you got it permanently. I think we're ready. I think, I think that's your job. You're, you're 15 years of doing this. 15 years. You got this. This is, this is all you, man. That's 16. 16. How come we never even came up with this idea? Like this was a fun little, fun little exercise. I I think because you're better doing it and it's just not, you know, I get my, (laughs) my sip of my, my beverage here and then anyway. I liked your style. I thought it was cool. It was a little different. You shook it up. Oh, I shook it up. It's shook. I'm shook. I'm still shook over it. Speaking of shook. Speaking of shook. <laughs> I cannot believe these ridiculous Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons trade yeah. rumor. Like, I'm dude, glad you brought that up. Get out of here. Go like, ahead. I have, Go for it. I've told Drag you this em. because I've, I've got friends. Well, I've got friends in low places, Philadelphia. Living in Pennsylvania, there I have lots of people around here. That I have one one guy that I actually met through work, and when he found out I was a Celtics fan, I haven't helped. I haven't worked with him as a customer in twenty uh, in eight years, and he still texts me about Celtics and and Seventy Sixers, and that's the only conversation we have. It's just you know every once in a while he's like, "You think they would trade Marcus Smart or whatever?" The rumor. Is Jalen Brown for, for, for Ben Simmons. I'm like, no way, dude. There is no way they are gonna, like, I don't understand how these trade rumors even come up as legitimate. I mean, the Harden one, that one you can kind of understand. Still a hard no, a hard no for me, but, but I can understand that one. And, but Ben Simmons, and I'm not even try, I actually kind of like Ben. Like if we could get Ben, without giving up, you know, a lot of the core pieces on this roster. I mean, I'm all about it. I'm not even disparaging Ben Simmons. I'm just saying, how does Jalen Brown's stock sit so low in this league that they a guy who doesn't want to play for Philly, who won't do anything, and I think it was Bobby Manning who wrote this recently, and he's absolutely right. He won't do anything for the spacing issues on the offense for us. I mean, the passing will be nice, but if Again, if he can't shoot, it doesn't really fix things. So on a bargain, and I mean, you can fit him in. Don't get me wrong. You can find a way to, to, to take use of that talent. I mean, it's, it's doable, but no way. Jalen Brown is a top, a top 10 under 25 talent. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Top five under 25 talent, or is he 25 this year? 25. He's 25 now. All right. So 25 or under. I was, I had to check that. He's a top, top five, probably maybe top 10, you know, 25 or under player in this league. I don't understand why people think and, and, and he's emerged in this role more and more and more, even with everybody saying, Oh, him and Tatum can't play off of each other. I mean, outside of maybe one stinker game so far this season, he's been, and the fact that he was injured here the last two games, He's been one of the most consistent performers, like you said, right, to kick it off. You know, they missed him. They missed him. And they're making it work without him. But I'm telling you, I just cannot understand why people devalue him like that. I mean, he's at least the same as Ben Simmons. So why would you trade for Ben Simmons, who's got issues? You know you're getting 
whoever gets Ben is going to get him, you know, at a percentage off the dollar, you know, like definitely less than the Canadian to us exchange on that one. And, and so I don't understand why you would trade somebody who is on the rise, no issues, community guy, you know, selling, selling his own clothes. I don't understand why you would move a guy like that in essentially a one for one type of swap. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't, don't know think, why people think but, that's okay. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it was ever real. I don't think it was No, ever it definitely anything. wasn't. No, no, no. There was no you discussion. Know? I just say the rumor. How do people even float a rumor like that? I um and think that they might see it as legitimate. I think if you're a Sixer fan, you're you're grasping to the hope. I mean, look, let's let's remember how this has all kind of gone down, right? I mean, Ben Simmons that first year when they kind of made a run of things and, and won a whole bunch of games, got into the playoffs, beat Miami, surprised, um, you know, and, and everyone was like, Oh, look out for Philly. And then the Celtics being, um, the hospital Celtics that they were stomped them. I mean, curb stomped them. Um, the I was, game. I was at the only game they lost in that series in mm-hmm. Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killed I mean, them. it, but remember how this, that was when kind of the drumbeat of how great Ben Simmons is. And, you know, he's so great and he can do all these things and he's a special player and all this. And, and then Brad Stevens very quickly went and said, Oh, wait, so you don't know how to shoot the ball. Um, <laughs> we're just not going to guard you basically. And, and you can't penetrate if everybody's sagging off of you because right. where you're headed is already congested. And then Mook did this. Oh, excuse me. And that was it. 3 0 3 0 because yeah. that it was done. And and that's so Celtics fans knew right away, like this is not the guy that people were building up to be. Now, is he still a hell of a defender? Is he can he still rebound? Can he still pass the ball? Yeah, he can do all those things. But the idea that it was ever going to work next to Joel Embiid, I think, was foolish. Yeah. I think all of us were disabused of that idea. But Sixers fans kept deluding themselves. Thinking he's this great player, national media still kept deluding themselves. Ben, forget Ben Simmons. Bill Simmons kept talking uh-huh. about what a great player Ben Simmons was, and oh, he's the best. And we kept hearing this from national media. Celtics fans knew he's not that good. Yeah. You know, he's good. He could, could, he could be great if he changed who he was. But unfortunately, he was never getting that the reinforcement he needed to put him in that right direction in Philly. And so as a result. It's kind of set up this kind of whole thing and the world came crashing down here over the last, what, six months when he played that playoff series and basically was, you know, went into a, you know, a shell, um, as a player. So I, I kind of understand how it happened because they've been, we've been selling a false, we've been sold a false narrative here basically his entire career and no one has ever forced him to change. This is, this should force him to kind of reexamine who he is and what he's doing. But, you know, remember, I mean, that's the same draft, Jalen and, and Ben Simmons. So in some sort of deluded mind of like, oh, well, maybe he still has value. Maybe Boston was, they're struggling. Maybe they'll give up one of their young stars. Hell no. <laughs> that's yeah. not happening. You and I know that's not happening. No, and let us fix your problem and inherit happening. yours. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's, but 
so let's, but to go on to the next piece, which is, could he help this team? Yeah, I think he yeah, could. For sure. He could be a really for the right price here. Yeah. For the right price. So let me ask you this though. <laughs> he really fits better coming off the bench. There's no way Ben Simmons is coming off the bench. So if he came here to help. Oh, I well, don't wait. Where, where do you think he's helpful off the bench? In Philly or, or anywhere? No, Boston. Oh, I think he can start here. Okay. So that's where I was going. So yeah. I, I, where does he fit in that starting lineup? How does it shake up with smart Brown Tatum? And then he's replacing Horford yeah. or Williams. Well, there's so this is it guy. Williams? Well, there's this guy I used to do this podcast with who always wanted to see Tatum at the three and Brown at the two. I don't know whatever happened to him. But <laughs> <laughs> if we get this on video, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he would, he he's the four. At the four. Yeah. He, so he's so you're four. basically saying, Hey man, we don't care that you can't shoot. You're, you're going to, well, so, so it's got to be Horford then that he's in the lineup with. It can't be Williams. Probably, right? which is what should have worked in Philly. Right. The thing is though, here's the thing. I still think there's a way it works with a guy who's like Rob. Like, look at the energy type of Rob. We're just talking about the Rodman type and what, you know, kind of the way he plays. It's kind of frenetic energy and it's kind of everywhere. Oh, look at, I know where you're going. If him and Simmons could play off of each other with the ball movement yes. going in and out. Yes. And, and, and if he passes that well, he could do lobs to Rob's. Law, right. Law Williams, right? The, right? the other thing is, is look at, look at Joel Embiid, right? Like the part of the reason it never worked is both of those guys were put up as like, well, these are the two cornerstones. But Embiid is, I mean, he's, he's a good athlete for his size, but he's kind of a, <laughs> that sounded like the, like a majorly well, bad. I know. Well, company. it's going to get worse here. <laughs> he's, he's kind of, I mean, he's kind of more traditional. You know, traditional big. You know, that's just, I mean, he's a seven two. I mean, it's just, that's what he is. Uh, you can't, I don't know that you can have a traditional seven two big who's working the block and kind of doing his stuff next to a guy who can't shoot. Like, I, I, you, I don't think it works. Yeah. So to me, it was always a spacing issue in Philly. It was a fit issue. It wasn't that Ben Simmons didn't have talent. It was that Ben Simmons wasn't challenged to really broaden right. his right to make himself into a player who fit better into the Philly system. But I thought that in the right system, he could be a four next to a, a big either who can shoot. If you're talking about Horford, a big who can rim run and can really kind of be active offensively, um, not as a scoring threat, but as kind of a move the ball, kind of keep things moving piece. Or as a small ball five. I mean, that's the other piece of this is that, you yeah. know, I, I can't you see a future where. Oh, small ben ball Simmons, five with Simmons would, would be really cool because, go, because they're so big right now. They right. didn't used to be, but because they're so big at the other slots on the right. Celtics roster. Right. And then very similarly, similarly to how Rob was able to move the ball around and pass, mm-hmm. you would get the same thing yep. out of Simmons. He, and he's a good rebounder. So you're not really getting killed, but right. man, there would, he could fix some, some serious, um, ball movement issues mm-hmm. once the ball entered the post. 
And because he can dribble, he can pull it back out of the post and get things going again without it having to just fire back out into a traditional set. Well, okay. So here's, let's, let's talk about a couple of the traditional problems that this team has had. They had a hard time getting the ball into the paint. Well, if Ben Simmons is on the elbow or he's on the low block and he's moving the ball around from inside already, he doesn't have to dribble the ball in there. He's already right. there. Right. So you're already creating some gravity in that and you're, and you're creating some pressure, some ball, some pressure in the paint that's going to bring court forces defenses to collapse. Right. Cause he can lay outs. it in if you don't collapse. He can absolutely. absolutely work you on the block. He's going to be bigger than most fours he's going to guard. So, yeah. so they, they're going to guard him. And then the other piece of it is let's think about the Jalen Jason piece, right? One's on one side, one's on the other. One's got the best defender on him. The other's got the second best defender on him. And part of the reason Ime said he didn't want to run a lot of pick and roll stuff is that you're trading a good defender for a good defender. Right. Okay. Well, guess what? <laughs> now you have that pivot point that can easily move the ball from side to side and you can find, you can go from, from so you can get it to the weak side. Yeah. You can get it to you the weak can, side. Exactly. So now, right now, what you've got is Jason's got to, got to get to the paint. Draw two, draw the help, and find the open, right? Sometimes yeah. that's Jalen. You hope that's fine. That's Jalen. Um, now in this case, you draw two. If Jay, if, if Jason gets it, he drives, he draws two. It's a dump off to Simmons. He draws two. It's kick out you or he just, or it goes to Simmons and then he kicks he it draws. to the wide open man. Probably, right. yeah, yeah. Right. You can see, so, you can see how that could work. The problem is, I gotta think it would take, it would take Rob, you know, I would think they'd have to move Rob to make it happen. I don't well, think. Well, they have to, no, you're right. The, the more you, that was the next place I was going is who has to leave town in that scenario to bring in, you know, Ben, and you're making a great point. If Ben's gonna end up being a, a small ball five or, or playing the four alongside a Horford, potentially that kind of a move. You're right. It's, it probably is Rob. Is it Rob and smart? Like how much are you going to give up for Simmons? Cause, and then, and, and I think you got to give up smart to get it done. I'm not saying we would want to necessarily. The fan base would probably be split on that. Like they usually are with, with smart, but you know, smart and Williams and maybe a pick and, and, and or. You know, a Langford or a Neesmith or it wouldn't be Pritchard if they're doing smart because it'd just be like nothing at the it guard. It might position, be really. It might be Pritchard. I mean, I, I, who I does, think... who plays point guard then? Cause then you're really, you're almost well, putting oh, right, Ben back into that misfit. Yeah. You, you just don't have enough yeah. guards. And even yeah. then, so, so let's say it's, it probably is a smart Williams package, maybe a pick or one of the young guys or whatever. Um, you know, that they have to do to fill that out. But who plays point guard then in the starting lineup? Is it Pritchard? Uh, if you move smart, I mean, I think right now it would be, it would be Schroeder because of how he, how well he's played. But I think that does give the room finally. I'm thinking it's got to be Pritchard because you Pritchard. need a guy who can shoot from the outside at that slot. Schroeder, Schroeder clogs up Ben. That's the problem. Ben and Schroeder. I just think they, they, even though they can move the ball around, I think it makes yeah. things a little cloggy, especially, and, and also only so many touches for Jalen and Jason. And then the ball's working out of the post. So Schroeder's totally off ball in that it makes so much more sense for Schroeder to come off the bench and for Peyton 
uh, Peyton, you know, P, P squared, uh, P rabbit makes so much more sense for him to be the one. Cause what you were just describing, I was trying to envision in my head, if that wide open person, that ball goes into the post, you know, and Simmons doesn't have the matchup and he's going to kick it, you know, cause somebody else drew the double. Who's that ball going to in that construction, you know, of the roster, the way we, I mean, the lineup, the way we just described it. And the only, the only person that could come to mind was Peyton Pritchard to me because. Well, yeah. And, and, and just so to clarify what we're saying in terms of those players, because of the extensions both guys got, those guys could move in the Ben Simmons trade this year. So that they can't. Would, no, no, because they got the extended. So, so wait, they can't move at all this year. Or they just can't move to like January. Uh, they can't move this year. So, oh, smart. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think that's and I and I. Are you I, sure? I always thought that that was more of like a later. Well, like I thought they were all movable by the trade deadline. There's an extension. A- yeah, if you extend a guy, and, and Richardson falls into this too, where he got extended, and so as a result, he has um, he has uh, I, I think that the entire year he's he's locked in. So oh, is um, that was that part of the new CBA? I don't know. I think it's part of extensions, and so there haven't been a lot of extensions because of. Well, they're having because, because of that, because you can't trade them. So right, right. Well, and also the the way the cap was, you wouldn't want to extend anybody because nobody would want to sign an extension because then they could do more in the free market. Well, now there's not really much of a free agent market, so might as well extend yourself and and get the money now rather than interesting not get it later. You know. All right. So we but, really but just anyway, don't, so we just don't have the package for Simmons anyway. Well, I think there probably is one. I mean, I, you know, you've got Horford, you've got, you know, you've got Wancho. Um, this, this probably a way to get there. <laughs> Wancho, the centerpiece in the Ben Simmons tree. You know, I mean, Schroeder, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a way to get there for sure. Um, but you know, I think Pritchard is, is a, is a good point though, because, um, you know, that he's kind of been pushed out right now, right? Like his, yeah. his role in the rotation is non-existent. Um, and, and I'm not sure that's the best thing going no. forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of the same with Nee Smith, but I, I can understand it. Romeo is getting time. So at least they're, they're, and Grant played a lot tonight. I think, I guess it goes back to the thing that we were talking about last time. And in that, you know, to me, those are the guys you need to be leaning on. And, and I just don't understand the reliance on the big lineups. Um, I, I would like to see them play smaller and play with the same aggression. Um, yeah. you know, Grant played well tonight. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't take anything away from, from his, his moments there in the second half. Um, and, and that should be part of what they're doing, I guess, but Pritchard it fills a need. And there's some of those lineups out there that just don't look as open as they should be because the spacing's not good enough because you're playing smart with, with Schroeder or, you know, Schroeder's out there with Josh Richardson and they don't, they, there isn't enough gravity for those guys right now on the three point arc. Pritchard has that. You put him out there, he's going to keep people out of the way, which is going to open the floor up for the other guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, you, we need, we still need shooters. We yeah. still need shooters. And so that's, when you said, I don't think that's the best thing. That's, 
that's I agree with you because I think the team needs somebody like Peyton with that range, mm-hmm. especially one that's going to be largely ignored and clearly has ice in his veins. Right. I mean, that face mask is screwing him up. So maybe when the face mask comes off, you know, it gets his superpowers back. I don't know what the hell, but all right, John, that's going to do it for this week's show. But as a reminder, you can follow Celtic stuff live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live. You can follow John. At CSL underscore Duke, you can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. And as always, a heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. We sure would appreciate a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. And on behalf of the founder of CLNS Media, that's Nick Gelso. I'm Justin Poulin. He's John Duke. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Celtic Stuff Live. Pow.